The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. It is that time again for another Afternoons with Mike here on The Shepherd. On the line with me is Daniel Tomlinson with Compass Care. Daniel is the advancement manager there at this pro-life center that has been truly the center of a lot of attention, a lot of news, and I might actually say a lot of um, injustice, honestly, when it comes right down to the way that uh, this organization and other pro-life centers around the country have uh, been treated. It's, it's really sad. So Daniel Tomlinson, welcome back to my program. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Really a pleasure to be on with you. Well, it's always great to talk to this organization. As I mentioned to you before we began taping, uh, I'm a part of the women's uh, clinic here called Choices. And, uh, you know, when we hear this news, what's happened to you guys, it causes anyone in the pro-life movement to have a a pause and to think, you know, what are the risks for our organization? And would our local law enforcement uh, treat us the way in some ways that Compass has been treated. So for the sake of our listeners that missed what's happened with Compass, uh, I would like uh, you to kind of bring us back up to date on that, as well as with yourself, Daniel. How did, is it that you got involved in pro-life? Yeah, sure. Thanks Thanks so much for asking. So I'll start. I'll start. I've been involved with uh, Compass Care. I've been part of the team here for uh, going o- almost 13 years now. Um, and, um, uh, you know, my entire a childhood. Um, my, my family was involved with various um, pro-life efforts, um, both in New York State as well as in Wisconsin, and um, I grew up uh, learning about the, uh, the great injustice that's occurring in our nation and the, the, the willful slaughter of innocent human beings in the womb. Uh, and when I, um, in, in college, when I was praying about uh, what God would have me do um, after I graduated, um, the, an opportunity opened up at Compass Care to join the team here, and I haven't looked back ever since. And I'm grateful for um, uh, grateful for the the call that God has had on my life to uh, use what He's given me on behalf of uh, the innocent and uh, the weakest of our society. Uh, Compass Care is, is a uh, pro-life uh, medical uh, service organization in the abortion capital of the U.S. with headquarters in the abortion capital of the U.S., New York State. Uh, more abortions per capita than any other state in the union, the very first state to legalize abortion. Uh, New York has the most permissive abortion laws in the world after China and North Korea. So this is, this is the uh, epicenter. Um, as goes New York, so goes the rest of the nation within uh, five to 10 years when it comes to uh, abortion laws, uh, and, typically. And where in yep. New York state uh, would Compass Care be? Yeah, so Compass Care has uh, the the headquarters is in Rochester, New York. We also have offices in uh, medical offices in Buffalo, New York, and Albany, New York. Um, But then I have a statewide presence through a telemedicine platform uh, called Telecare, where we're serving women across the state um, who are considering abortion uh, all the way into New York City. And then if there isn't a physical Compass Care Center for them to be referred to, uh, partnering with other pro-life pregnancy centers uh, in their area, and connecting them for the diagnostic treatment that they need. 
you know, I like what uh, I've read about Compass Care in that you guys are really working hard to transform women's fear into confidence. I think that's, that's a right. great way to say it because that's there's right. fear is such a part of uh, this whole fight for abortion. They they make this these statements that are really fear-causing statements like what's going to happen to you if you have this child and what, what kind of world is it going to be that you're going to be bringing this child. And, and they cause all these questions and all this fear over yep. something that really shouldn't be there, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it, and that's very intentional wording because, um, you know, abortion is billed as empowerment for women, and really what it is is abandonment by society and by their relationships. Um, it's billed as, as choice, what it really is coercion of women um, who, are, who, are, um, who feel stuck, who feel trapped, Mike. Um, they feel like they've got no option. They've got no way out. Uh, they've been, um, uh, they're being pressured by relationships. They're being uh, coerced by uh, life circumstances. Uh, and some of them very, very real, substance abuse, domestic abuse, all kinds of different uh, uh, types of things. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, what our society has said through abortion, when they build it as compassion, you know, there's a proverb that says that even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. And that is such a, um, it's such a, 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 an apt proverb for the pro-abortion agenda. It is cruelty uh, billed as compassion. Um, it is cruel to say the solution to your problem is to kill your child. Um, that is, um, that's not a solution that any civilized society um, ought, to, ought, to, um, ought to countenance. And uh, so you asked about the, what happened to Compass Care in, um, in June of last year, June 7th of last year. Um, after the leak, leak of the Dobbs case, uh, it released a nationwide crime spree against pro-life pregnancy centers. Um, Compass Care was one of those, uh, probably the highest profile one. It was the, the worst attack uh, in terms of damage done. Um, Compass Care's medical office in Buffalo in the middle of the night, um, windows were shattered, and it was uh, firebombed, multiple Molotov cocktails thrown in, causing nearly half a million dollars worth of damage uh, to the medical office in Buffalo. And you know that uh, is accompanied by the spray painting on the outside of the building, and all of America got to see those images and read about Jane's revenge. Uh, for our listeners who might not know about that, tell our listeners about Jane's. Yes, Jane's Revenge is a, a pro-abortion terrorist group. Uh, they have perpetrated uh, and taken responsibility for I think close to two dozen of these attacks of the seventy-eight attacks, but it's um. They're either uh, copycats or other uh, Jane's Revenge uh, cells or groups across the country that have been vandalizing, graffitiing, shattering glass, um, firebombing. Uh, in Wisconsin, there was a firebombing. Um, there's been, I think, a couple other firebombs and firebombings as well, in addition to Compass Cares. Um, but they are their their motto is: if abortion isn't safe, then neither are you. And uh, they have threatened uh, continued attacks attacks, increased attacks, and they have uh, threatened that their attacks are going to be not so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti, basically making a threat, uh, a death threat to these, uh, to these organizations. And, you know, the, the fact that all of this time has passed since last June and uh, the, the whole leak happened about Roe v. Wade, which as a sidebar to that, how interesting is it that the latest news that we hear about that is that we may never find out who that, that leaker was. That's right. And, yeah. and that's just insane too. 
uh, it really is uh, incredible to think that with all the, the time that's gone on since then, since June of last year, not a single arrest uh, of a person involved in that uh, bombing there or the spray painting or the fear mongering that they have brought about. No one's been arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody has been arrested and it is unconscionable. Um, the, the fact that the number one forensic uh, agency in the world who can find, you know, who can find people based off of the shape of their earlobe um, has a mountain of video surveillance footage just from the compass care uh, firebombing alone, never mind the other dozens and dozens of, of, of attacks, and they can't find uh, these, these people. They have issued communiques. Um, they have talked about increased and, uh, and continued uh, threats and attacks against pro-life pregnancy centers. You know, if there were a pizza hut, if there were 78 pizza huts that had been uh, specifically attacked by a group, um, it, you know, I don't care what entity uh, is out there. If, there. if there had been a slew of attacks against gas stations or, or, or something like this, we would find these people and um, they would be arrested. And, um, you know, if you just, just as, a, as a way of comparison, um, there was a 25-year-old man in Kalamazoo, Michigan, who uh, decided he wanted to light a Duraflame log on fire and throw it on top of a Planned Parenthood to try to light the Planned Parenthood on fire, which failed to light it on fire. Um, but they were able to find a, a arrest and charge with arson, this 25-year-old man, within four days of doing that. Within right, four days. Right. And here we are going on uh, over seven months. And still nobody has been arrested. It is, it is unconscionable, and it is an abdication of law enforcement's duty to protect all citizens equally. They're showing favoritism. They're showing bias against pro-life people. Now, the state of New York, we know, is a leader in all of this. Do you feel that uh, this kind of thing would be, let's say, better handled in another state that's not New York? Or is this something that you guys are seeing as you've analyzed this? Are you seeing this really more of a national concern? Yeah. So these 78 attacks are across the nation. Um, they're all, they are all over uh, uh, the U.S. And again, nobody has been arrested. So it's not just, it's not just New York. Um, there is a concerted effort by the Biden administration and the DOJ um, to, uh, you know, these, these decisions about priorities are coming from the very top of uh, these organizations. It's coming right from the Biden administration. It's coming right from the DOJ. And not only that, but they have decided um, that it's going to go after pro-life people at the same time. Um, they, they have, uh, they, they have, uh, they have uh, with the, um, back in July of this past year with the executive order, uh, the Biden administration uh, put together a uh, reproductive health, uh, reproductive rights task force, task force on July 12th of 2022, uh, and um, going after uh, pro-life people who are committing acts of violence, which is uh, preposterous. Um, and this slow walking of justice for pro-life people is intentional, uh, or appears to be intentional, and is the FBI's abdication of duty to investigate violence against pro-life people um, is uh, is just one mark of mark mark of their political bias. So Compass Cares had this happen to your Buffalo office, and it's obviously, like you said, a half million dollars worth of damage. Plus, add to that the threats against life and limb. Uh, it is credible, incredible to me that no arrests have been made. And so, with that, and, and you know, when you think about wow, when you're threatened, who do you call? You 
You don't call Ghostbusters friends. You call the police, right? Or, you, you know, you get the FBI involved. That's the way right. I think America has been trained to think, at least through movies and TV shows, right? And so what's happening right now is that it, it calls to wonder, who do you reach out to? Who does a company like Compass Care reach out to when they've been threatened in this manner? And what has been the answer to that? Yeah, so Compass Care has um, obviously uh, beefed up. Uh, we, we've spent um, tens of thousands of dollars on beefed up security for all three of our facilities. Um, we've gone through, you know, kind of uh, threat uh, assessments and analysis with, or, or, or you know, uh, preparation with all of our uh, staff. Um, we've got uh, 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 50, 50 um, employees, uh, nurses, uh, primarily a, nurse, a large nursing team in each region to serve these women who are considering abortion. Um, uh, nobody has uh, left because of these threats. Um, you know, to be very clear, we're, we're pro-life because of what we believe. Uh, and we believe it down to the very core of our beings. We, 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 Compass Care exists because of a Christian belief that says that all people are made in the image of God and are therefore fully and equally human. And this includes the preborn boy and girl. And this value, human value, comes from God himself. It doesn't come from government. It doesn't come from um, our biological makeup, anything like this. Our value comes from God. And because of that, we're equally valuable from the moment of conception until natural death, from the womb to the tomb. So this fundamental belief is what's driving our pro-life passion. Um, so the reason that abortion is wrong is the same reason rape is wrong and genocide is wrong and, and, and murder is wrong and the Holocaust is wrong and all these types of things that we look at as a society and say, these things are wrong. Well, they're wrong because man and woman, uh, boys and girls are made in God's image. And that's where our value comes from. We are inviolable. And, and so, um, uh, the, you know, these continues, it continues attacks that the, what they're trying to do, uh, Mike is to shut us down. So shut down public expression of pro-life beliefs and convictions in the public square. Um, and it's not going, it's not going to stop compass care from continuing to serve women and to save babies. Um, this is too important. This is literally life and death. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, while, the, while we're going to take uh, precautions, um, we're not going to stop. You know, the day of the firebombing back in June, the day of the firebombing, we were rerouting patients to our Rochester office 60 miles east of, of uh, Buffalo. And the very next day, we're back up and running in an in a, um, undisclosed location, um, not just around the corner from our firebombed office. Mm -hmm. And that firebombed office was rebuilt in 52 days. Um, after the, you know, uh, the, 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 the damage was done and not just rebuilt the same way it was before it was rebuilt bigger just so that we could serve more women concerning abortion than ever before. So this is the kind of fighting spirit, uh, that pro-life people that the church has, um, to combat, um, uh, what, is, what is occurring. And you asked about the investigation. So Compass Care has launched with the Thomas More Society, our a legal counsel. Um, we've launched our own private investigation, trying to find these criminals because of, um, unfortunately, law enforcement, federal, specifically federal law enforcement's um, unwillingness to uh, find the perpetrators. It's just, again, it's so unthinkable to think that you're having to do that, that in some ways you're having to do what would be the government's job or the FBI's job, and you're having to uh, protect yourselves in this way when you're not getting the kind of help. And it is so distressing to see this happen. And I know that there was another, like you said, the attacks have been not just on you, but the attacks have also been now on pro-lifers. And there was that story of, uh, of a man defending his own child 
who was being intimidated, which intimidation is a big part of the plan against these. Uh, give Absolutely. us that. Give us that story about uh, how this man is being treated after pre- just offending his own child. Yeah. So he was. Um, this is Mark Hauk in Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania. Uh, and this was this was something that occur- occurred in 2021 and was dismissed at the local court level. So let's be very clear: these indictments, the 26. The indictments against 26 pro-life people, these were all from cases that were a year, two years um, old and had either been dismissed or uh, considered uh, or, or been taken care of by the local courts. And then the, the FBI and the DOJ dig these uh, cases out, trying to find and scrounge around for whatever they can find in order to, um, in order to indict these people. And, and these, are, these are not light um, charges that they're bringing on them. Some of them, some of them bear up to 10 years in prison uh, type of things. If, if, uh, if, if it goes to court and it goes against these pro-life people. So Mark Houck is out in front of praying, um, out in front of an abortionist with his 12 year old son. Um, he is a pro-life, um, leader in the Philadelphia area has been involved for decades with different men's, um, men's ministry type of stuff and, and galvanizing action around the evil of abortion in Philadelphia. Um, his, his 12 year old son is being uh, verbally accosted and uh, just foul language being used against him by um, a pro-abortion, um, uh, you know, somebody uh, who uh, escort, an abortion escort, somebody who uh, walks the women from their cars into into the abortionist. And um, anyway, this this man started to uh, uh, verbally abuse his 12-year-old son. Uh, Mark sought to intervene and ended up uh, shoving um, or pushing the man who flopped down and claimed uh, injury. Mm-hmm. Again, this was something that was brought to the attention of the low. He, he, he pressed charges, never showed up for his court hearings. It was dismissed. Um, he didn't actually need medical attention uh, besides a Band-Aid. And initially, and, and, even the local sheriff's department kind of dismissed it, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's it's a big it's it's nothing. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a it's a it, it, it is it is does not deserve a early morning raid by 15 to 20 FBI agents dressed up in SWAT gear, bursting into his home with a warrant and arresting him at gunpoint in front of his wife and seven children. Oh, that is just uh, while, while holding his children back, you know, some of the agents holding his children back from running to him and handcuffing him and taking him out of the house. Um, this is America. <laughs> this is this is supposed to be a land of, of justice where mm-hmm. um, where we are treated by 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 our political leaders and our uh, law enforcement, um, we treat all people and protect all people equally. And um, this man uh, unfortunately got the um, got the, the the Gestapo uh, treatment. Wow! And um, this 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 is um, this is this is the reality of the the targeting of pro life people. Hey, we're up against a break. We'll be back with uh, Daniel Tomlinson from Compass Care in just a moment. This is afternoons with Mike. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando, offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? 
Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. We are talking today to Daniel Tomlinson, He's Vice President of Advancement for Compass Care, which is a New York-based organization, pro-life, and they have clinics, and uh, they made uh, the national news. Actually, they didn't make national news. The attack against them made the national news last June, and that was right after that big leak about pro uh, the, the, the pro-life win with Roe v. Wade uh, at that point in time had not yet been overturned. That didn't happen until June 24th. But the word came out that it was leaning that way, and that's all it took for the progressives to go into action. And this organization called Jane's Revenge, you mentioned this in segment one, Daniel, that they make the statement that if abortion is not safe, neither are you. That's right. That's really an intimidating a threat uh, against anyone who believes in pro-life, who believes in the sanctity of life and believes that that baby in the womb has rights. Yeah. Uh, and, and so if you don't buy into their way of thinking, friends, you're not safe. And that's the kind of intimidation that they're putting out there, isn't it? Yes, that's right. And, <clears throat> you know, it is, it is a threats, intimidation, um, they're seeking to stop uh, pro-life people from continuing their work to serve women and to save babies, um, offering ethical medical care and comprehensive community support uh, to women considering abortion, offering them true choice. You know, uh, it, it is it is only choice when you feel like you have more than one option. And uh, what Compass Care provides and so many of these pregnancy centers provide is true choice, which is informed consent, all of the information about all of their options so they can make a truly informed decision about their unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. Well, this is, uh, you know, a terrible situation for Compass Care, and it's a concerning situation for any other uh, pro-life organization like uh, the women's clinics around the country that maybe haven't had the kind of treatment that you guys have had. Maybe they haven't gone through it, but I know for a fact that a lot of them have had to install additional security measures, uh, perhaps some cameras and hiring of police officers, off-duty police officers to kind of guard their place uh, because of just the sheer threat that is out there. And, you know, when I think about what has happened in 2022, now we're in 2023, a couple of changes are uh, in the making right now. We've got a new control of the House of Representatives, no longer led by Democrats, a very small uh, majority in the Republicans. Do you think that that change alone is going to bring anything uh, different for the way pro-life places are treated. Yeah, so uh, Jim Jordan, uh, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, um, is uh, seeking to aggressively investigate the politicization of the FBI. Um, Back in uh, November, um, letters were sent to 42 uh, Biden administration officials, including the FBI Director Christopher Wray, Uh, mandating their cooperation in the House Judiciary Committee's investigations uh, into the allegations of bias at the FBI. Um, This House Judiciary Committee put together a thousand-page report um, noting that there's going to be much to be uncovered in the months ahead, uh, ahead, 
Um, and it's clear that the FBI needs repair. And they, in that thousand-page report, they cite the attacks on pro-life organizations and the um, their their unwillingness to um, or um, uh, you know lack of arrests against uh, against these pro-abortion terrorist groups. You know, and the FBI has also refused to label these um, domestic terrorism. Um, these these violent attacks against pro-life people from these pro-abortion terrorist groups. Um, they're not they're not labeling them. Um, uh, 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 domestic terrorism, but this is um, we're 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 hopeful that something will come out of uh, the House Judiciary Committee's um, pressing on the FBI to um, and and seeking to hold them accountable for their political bias. You know, when you think about the fact that they haven't declared them to be terrorists, and yet so many places are actually saying that about parents who refuse to have their kids uh, take part in the vaccination or whatever, they are yep. being referred to as terrorists. That's it's, right. It's, it's, you know, if you, if you couldn't laugh about the ridiculousness of some of this stuff, you'd be crying all the time, wouldn't you? Yeah. And, and let's be clear, you know, what abortion represents is not just another social issue amongst all other social issues. What it represents is a fundamental belief about it, what it means to be human. And, and our government, our, our, our political leaders and our FBI, um, especially here in New York, but all across the U.S. Um, with the Biden administration and others, you know, mourning the overturning of Roe versus Wade and that, that debate going back to the states to decide um, what, what abortion represents is the dehumanization of an entire category of human being and saying that they're no longer persons. What we've, we've carved out an exception. Um, and shown partiality towards the weakest and most vulnerable of our society. And if there's nothing that proves the corrupt power of our political elites is the fact that they are seeking to exert absolute power over human beings, over an entire uh, part of our population, the preborn boy and girl. Um, nothing says absolute power so much as to choose who lives and who dies. Um, and uh, you know, when it comes to the abortion debate, um, it's it's we the people who vest the government with the, the power to determine um, whether or not they're going to uphold the law equally for all people or not. Um, it is ultimately our responsibility to hold them accountable to their oath of office and um, and the and 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 to to protect um, their people from um, enemies, both foreign and domestic. Now, when you say this about uh, Jim Jim Jordan, and we've heard of uh, the kind of I, you know, I hate to call it rhetoric, but it could be. Time will tell whether these uh, statements made by the new majority in the House, uh, led by uh, people like Jordan, who have really seemingly now on the outside, and I pray they are sincere on the inside as well, that they're going to make a difference. But, uh, you know, we've seen at times where things that should be handled one way were not handled that way. What are your yeah. thoughts? Do, would Compass Care have a sense that uh, there's going to be some satisfaction in these statements that are made by people like Jordan and McCarthy? Uh, do you feel like that is going in the right direction and you feel good about it? Well, it, from all appearances, Mike, it looks as if um, the FBI is rotten to the core. Um, you know, it, it, it appears that, um, you know, as more whistleblowers come forward, we're seeing that it's not just it's not just pro-life related stuff um, that, that the FBI has become an agent of uh, the regime and they've been, they're being used as a tool to uh, suppress um, 
you know, thoughts and uh, censor activity that that um, is deemed unacceptable. And, and so I'm 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 hopeful, um, but you know, ultimately, um, ultimately we we get the leaders uh, that we deserve as the American people. Um, politics is downstream of culture, and unfortunately, we live in a culture that uh, that that is um, at large. Um, either apathetic or okay with the dehumanization of the preborn child. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a minority of people um, like yourself who are willing to uh, publicly and stridently say, no, this is wrong and we're going to do something about it. Um, and so until that tips into the majority of people, until our conscience as a, as a, as a, as a, as a nation is so, um, is so uh, pricked, that that we actually move on mass to say we get, we've got to stop killing our preborn boys and girls. We've got to stop this abortion holocaust. Um, Sixty five million babies being aborted uh, have been aborted since uh, 1973. Um, this is absolutely outrageous. We've got to figure out a different solution to unplanned pregnancies. This is not a solution that civilized societies can, can uh, countenance. You know, it's so true. Uh, a good friend said of uh, the Roe v. Wade, he said, once it is overturned, that is not going to end the pro-life movement. It's actually going to be the beginning of the pro-life movement. And man, have we ever seen that to be accurate because of the fact that uh, the other side, the pro-choice side, that's what they used to call themselves anyway. Now I yeah. think it's more accurate to just say it as it really is, the pro-abortion side. Yep. Absolutely. They've stepped up with new vigor and with new uh, involvement. And whereas there was a time in a lot of uh, pro-life centers, you would have people, uh, I I should say, at uh, abortion clinics, you'd have pro-life people out there. Now you're seeing just the opposite. You're seeing a a great number of uh, abortion people showing up to completely... Uh, intimidate, and not only are they on the sidewalks of these buildings, they're being invent- invited onto the lawn and up by the door. And like you said, they've got escorts that will escort somebody from the parking lot right up to the front door. So it, it's really become more difficult to, let's say, uh, counsel somebody before they walk in one sure. of these abortion places. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to be clear, the rabid pro-abortion agenda that's being pushed by the likes of Kathy Hochul here in New York, New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, um, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and others of their ilk, they, uh, it is extremely unpopular. Um, no, there, there are very few uh, pro-abortion proponents that want abortion legalized through all nine months of pregnancy or think um, they all draw a line somewhere, typically before uh, birth. But then you have um, you know, these resolutions um, where 48% of Congress officially reject the protection of, of infants born alive. Think about that. That's for a second. unreal, isn't it? Think about that for a second. A baby who survives an abortion, um, they refuse to say, yes, that baby should be protected. This baby's outside the mother's womb. There's nothing to do with the mother's health whatsoever. Um, but you are no longer, you are they refuse to say, yes, as a medical provider, you are obligated to intervene to try to save that baby from die, from expiring on the cold metal table that you just placed them on. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is barbarism uh, writ large. This, this, is, this is evil and wicked. And the fact that 48% of Congress, what they've done, what they've actually done <laughs> is they have, um, 
they 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 have uh, ab not abdicated. That's the wrong word. They they have shown themselves um, un um, they have shown themselves to be uh, unfit for office for political office. Yeah, um, disqualified they, this, themselves. This, is what you're they saying? They have disqualified. Yes, yeah. exactly the word I was looking for. They have disqualified themselves from political office to say that we will not. You are not obligated to intervene for this child that's been that's been born alive after a botched abortion. And you are not, we're not going to, we're not going to intervene on behalf of that child. It's, it's wickedness and it, but it's a, but it's, but it is a, but it is, but it is, con, it is a consistent with the, the worldview that says it's okay to kill a baby in the womb. If it's okay to kill a baby in the womb, it's okay to kill a baby outside of the womb. And if it's okay to kill a baby outside of the womb, it's okay to kill somebody who's at the end of their life and is suffering, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with there, there is, there is no breaks. There is no breaks. Once you remove the protections of all humans are equally valuable. And as soon as you say some humans are more equally valuable than others, <laughs> then, then there are no breaks on this train and um, people will continue to be dehumanized. It just matters which group um, we're going to go after next. That's right. It's really uh, a scary thing when you think about what could happen when the door is open to this kind of wickedness. It doesn't just stay right there. It uh, it affects other areas of our lives as well. You know, this is kind of the the stuff that I know you have to deal with, and it's hard. Uh, you you mentioned forty eight percent of the uh, of those in Washington that would uh, would just think that that's okay. I have a feeling, and I've got to believe this, Daniel, that a greater percentage of that in America, uh, it would be against that kind of treatment of a of a baby that survives abortion would. Would you believe that, or is that is that is our country so blinded by this right now that that is actually representative of our nation? Um, you know, it is tough. It's tough to say um, because because it has become so politicized, and we're not being we're just emoting as a nation. We're just making emotional decisions. We're not thinking uh, rationally or logically, or even theologically or philosophically anymore. We're just reacting. So it, it all depends on how the question is asked. Like if they did a survey and they asked the question, should babies who have been, uh, you know, have survived an abortion receive medical care to protect their life? Um, well, that's how I would ask the question. Um, but you know how the question actually would be asked would be all kinds of different use, euphemisms. Um, you know, would the products of conception, do you sustain uh, the, you know, the, the electrical throb of a, you know, pr- a object of, uh, you know, product of conception or something, you know, something so esoteric or removed from the actual situation. They would dehumanize it is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. The euphemisms would complete. So it's all about how you ask the question and, 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 and who you ask the question of, but yes, I would like to think that the majority of Americans would not countenance or, or give approval to, uh, their elected officials saying, yeah, if a baby's, if a baby is born alive through a botched abortion, um, you know, we're not going to obligate the medical professional to yeah. actually intervene on their behalf. I, I would like to say, yes, they, they, they would, uh, they, but, but where's the, where's the, where's the uh, outrage? You know, um, what, what this, this just happened, uh, uh, two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And, um, you know, it's, it, we we are so inundated with outrage. I think this is part of the problem, Mike. We're so inundated with everything is outrageous. Everything is awful. Everything is terrible. Um, you know, the war in Ukraine and then, uh, you know, uh, gas stoves. And then, um, you know, we've just constant this constant barrage of outrage. We we have a hard time uh, figuring out what is the most important thing that we really should be outraged yeah. about. Right. And um, I argue 
uh, yeah, that that the, the the willful murder of innocent human life in the womb is the most egregious injustice in the history of mankind. It's the greatest injustice in the history of mankind, and it's happening right now. And um, Bonhoeffer, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the um, the the German pastor who was executed for um, uh, participating in the plot to kill Hitler. He he said uh, he he said that the test of a morality of a society is how it treats its children, mm. and so abortion uh, puts a, a a giant spotlight on the morality of our country, and it is so uh, um, individualism and and uh, autonomy it are the core values of our society, and so um, we we wash our hands like Pilate did um, before Jesus, wash our hands. And say, well, it's not—it's not my problem. You know, this baby mm-hmm. is not my responsibility, and um, I can't do that. You can't do that, and so many pro-life Christians can't do that because we see that the plight of that child as the same as our plight before a holy and righteous God. Right. You know, you and you and I before a holy and righteous God, we've got no standing. We've got no voice. We've got uh, we've got um, <laughs> you know we've got no power and no influence unless somebody else takes up our cause. And leverages their power, their influence, their voice on our behalf. We're dead in the water, and that's exactly what Jesus did for us. He he gave everything on our behalf, and he covered us. Um, he gave us a voice. He gave us. He used all of his power and all of his influence on our behalf. And then he says to us, "Go and do likewise." And so we go and do likewise for the preborn baby. And you do that by counseling these women. And you know who would have believed that you? We thought that the biggest fight would be to try to persuade women to do the right thing and give life to that child through adoption, uh, yep. through caring for it. But uh, now you're finding out that you're fighting in addition to that decision, you're that's fighting right. perhaps the DOJ too. And that's just nuts. Give us your web address, how people can find out more and be able to pray for you guys uh, in a, in a real way. What's the website at Compass? Yeah, thank you, Mike. So if uh, folks are interested in learning about what Compass Care is doing, not just in New York State, but also, also all, all across the nation to help equip pregnancy centers uh, with the 21st century tools to serve more women and save more babies with an online telemedicine platform, they can go to compasscarecommunity.com. That's compasscarecommunity.com. Compass Care is serving women, saving babies, and helping other pregnancy centers do the same uh, even better. I appreciate it. Daniel, thank you for being with us. Daniel Tomlinson, and we'll have Neil Mumman coming back after the break. We'll be right back. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Here we go with segment three and back on the line with me, my friend, Neil Mammon. Oh my goodness. Great to talk with you again, Neil. Nice to be here. Thank you for having me. It's uh, our joy to get to talk with you. Now I have to tell you that I saw a new description that is on your bio and we have to open up today by saying that this is one of the most diverse descriptions I've heard in a while. And this accurately describes you, an Indian African American 
from a Marxist activist family. I think that about covers it, Neil. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, I mean, who can complain, right? I got it covered, right? <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> well, I guess I could add the I could add the LGBTQ part in there. So yeah, so I'm a uh, I'm a uh, what, what's the I I don't want to say this wrong. I am a transgender lesbian. Oh. That would make me a male. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a dangerous description. But you know what? In this day of confusion, I think there'll be somebody out there who thought, well, that's cool. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. I'm not sure whether that description about you, about your Indian, African-American background from a Marxist activist family, I'm not sure that makes one feel comfortable or not, but uh, that is that is a great description of you. Uh, you are the co-founder, along with our friend Kevin McGarry, of Every Black Life Matters, and you're the keynote speaker and founder for the Values Advocacy Council. So we've had you on before where we've talked about a lot of things about this crazy culture that's going on. And the big question that I want to toss at you is this short four word sentence. What is social justice? So I'm sorry, you said, what did you say? Four what? <laughs> a four word <laughs> sentence. What is social justice? Uh, it is moral injustice. I can do it in three. That's right. <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> Make a contraction out of it there, Neil. Yeah, it is, it is crazy, isn't it? That's the word that everyone is saying today. Uh, it's the buzzword for the woke society. Uh, we have become uh, so, I think, as a society, we've just become so weird and so, so uh, easy to walk on eggshells with this people. You just, you know, watching, I'll tell you one thing that's painful right now is watching President Biden's press secretary try to handle uh, these news conferences that are going on there, the press conferences in the White House. Those are getting quite entertaining, aren't they? I know we should uh, we should make it a regular habit to uh, cut that into with Saturday Night Live or something like that. Uh, Oh, I mean, I. I'm I'm expecting her to quit shortly thereafter. So I'm I'm expecting <laughs> that at any day now, right? I I think that she thought this was going to be a cakewalk with, with uh, the news media being as uh, jointly pro uh, pro wokeism as what they are. But lately now, it's gotten to be where I think even those that she thought she could count on, uh, they're like rabid dogs right now, and it's it's a a real yeah, interesting yeah. thing to watch. I couldn't yeah. live with that kind of pressure. I don't know how she's doing it. Uh, but you've also got another term that I want to throw out here, and that is the fact that wokeism is being really looked at for what I think it is. It's like a new religion, isn't it? A new civil religion. Well, it, it's it's worse than that. It's, um, it's a sort of a, <clears throat> a supremacy of sorts where people of one sort want to oppress people of another kind. And if you understand the people pulling the strings behind uh, this whole thing is because they want strife. They want, I mean, you look at the Great Reset. One of the requirements of the Great Reset is you have to break down society to rebuild it in the shape you want, right? And uh-huh. so this is all part of it. So wokeism is just another part of it. Let's throw this into the mix. Critical race theory. Social justice is too. I mean, if you think about social justice, all the social justice things that they claim for are really social injustice. And, and as I talk about in the book, which is interesting, I always look back at my, man, I talked about this, you know, my the book is coming on 15 years now. And I'm like, whoa, 
We talked about this 15 years ago. I didn't realize it was going to be a thing back then, but it is, right? And, um, and, and that book, and, and I, tell us that book. Oh, Jesus is Involved in Politics. Right. Why aren't you? Why isn't your church? And you can get that at JesusIsInvolvedInPolitics.com. Now, you're, you're saying so, this book is 15 years old, and yet you're covering things. You're right. You're covering things in this book that sound like it was written in response to something that happened last week. That's how up-to-date it is. I know. I know it's it's kind of I'm surprising myself. Yeah, I'm like, oh, whoa, good job, <laughs> no, my I'm man. Disappointed because, yeah, well, I was disappointed. Though. I was hoping we'd be all done with this by now and be time for the next book, right? How do we go from here? But instead, it's gotten worse because people haven't. I guess people haven't listened. My book wasn't effective enough. Um, but I think I mean just to just to get to the social justice issue. If you think about it, there are only there is no social justice. There's either moral justice or there's injustice. Right? There's either God's objective moral law or there is you know, uh, everything that's wrong and sinful and, and illegal and painful and hurtful. And God's objective moral law is based on what is best for individuals, not what is best for mankind overall, but what mm-hmm. is best for individuals, meaning the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many. But if you do it right, it's not a problem. You see, in other words, you're not going to kill the masses to save the individuals. You're not going to kill the individual to save the masses. God's objective moral actually achieves all of this in the best possible way. And if you look at it carefully, you'll realize that um, everything, and, and I think I've mentioned this before, I, I play a game when I talk to people, I say, do you have constitutional rights? And everybody raises their hand and they say they do. And I say, no, you don't. You don't have constitutional rights, not because they were taken away from you, but because you never had them. Because the Constitution doesn't give you any rights. In fact, if you look at the Constitution, you realize that the Constitution is a list of negative rights. It's things that the government does not have the right to do. You know, they can't abridge your freedom of speech. They can't abridge your freedom of religion. It's all, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. It's not any rights given to the people. So rights only come, not from the government, but from the only authority that has authority to give everybody. The only person who has authority to tell you, Mike, that you have to treat me, Neil, equally and me and Neil have to treat you, or a slave master has to treat the slave, or the Jew has to treat the Gentile, or the Nazi has to treat the Jew. The only person who can tell all of these people to treat each other equally is a person who has authority over every single human being. Right? And that's God. Has authority over the Nazi and the Jew, and that's God. That's so you God. have to have a God. So the first, first requirement for you to have a moral law, to have rights, is you have to have a creator of all mankind. And so the atheist is at loss for this. But more than that, as I mentioned, the uh, the Muslim creator, the Hindu creator, and and all these other creators don't give people equal rights. It's only the Christian, Judeo-Christian creator that assigns everybody equal rights. It's pretty mm-hmm. clear in the Bible, right? And the Old Testament and the New Testament for that matter. So we see that rights come from God. But now the question is, what are rights? Well, <clears throat> rights are something, and, and, I, and I play this game too, and I, 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 when I do this talk in, in public, by the way, if you want to invite me to your church to preach this message, I don't talk about parties. I just talk about biblical principles of government. Go to JesusIsInvolvedInPolitics.com. I've been I've preached in about 30 churches, and um, so far they haven't kicked me out yet. So. There you go. That's great. <laughs> and you can see, in fact, if you go to that website, you can actually see the, the talk that we give. So, And in that talk, I say, look, uh, let, I'm, let, what are rights? I mean, we believe that, you know, uh, the right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, but is healthcare a right? Is education a right? And some people think it is, some people think it isn't. So how do I tell the difference? 
Well, the way I tell the difference is I put, um, I, I show a gun and I say, okay, what is this? Is this a right? And of course, all the conservatives say, yeah, it's a right. I go, no, 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 guys, this is not a right. This is a gun. There's a right that relates to the gun. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, what's that right? Well, the right to protect yourself, the right to keep and bear arms, right? Now, that's not something the government gave you. You have the right to self-defense. You have the right to self-protection. That's something that God gave you. Then I show up, put up a printing press, and I say, is this a right? And they go, no. I said, yeah, but to, to have the freedom of speech, you need a printing press. And so I put up freedom of speech, and people go, yeah, that's the right. Okay, so, okay. so I said, do you understand the difference between the printing press and the right to freedom of speech? And everybody goes, no, I don't. I said, well, let me explain. The printing press and the gun are the product of somebody's labor. Somebody had to build those. Mm -hmm. The right to own that printing press or the right to have the freedom to speak is your right. God gives you the right. So rights are things that God gives you. Everything else that is the product of somebody's labor are goods and services. So if you look at healthcare, the first question you ask is, where do I get that healthcare from? Do I capture a bunch? If I, if I say healthcare is free and it's a right, do I capture a bunch of doctors and whip them and beat them and force them to give you free healthcare? No, I got to get the healthcare from somewhere. So healthcare is not a right. It's a good or a service. You have the right to purchase your own healthcare, but you have to build it or pay or supply it for yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you, nobody has, no, the minute you say, I have a right to healthcare, that means you're going to somebody else and you're forcing them to pay for healthcare. Now, of course, we don't entrap doctors and lawyers or take education. We don't entrap school teachers and beat them until they give us a free education. We say, no, we're going to tax everybody, take 30% of the income, and then take that money illegally gained by taking money away from other people and giving to other people. And that is a violation of the right. And so when you look at social justice, most of the social justice issues are purely that. If they say, I have the right to be transgender, sure, you have the right to be transgender, but you don't have the right for the government to pay you for your operation. You don't have the right to go into a private office and say, you have to hire me whichever way I look, whatever I feel I do. You don't have, you know, one of the big things we're fighting right here in Caldwell, by the way, great praise report. Uh, there was a Caldwell school district here in Idaho that wanted to tra do transgender rights thing. And we made an announcement. We had 920 or 919 to be exact parents. And there, a lot of people say there were more showed up at the Caldwell school district mm. to protest it and they shut it down. <laughs> That's great. And now we've got, and so my organization, VAC.org, by the way, if you want to start a VAC.org in your county, please send us an email at jesusinvolvedinpolitics.com. Um, and that's the Values Ad Advocacy Council, VAC. Advocacy Council, right. In fact, we have Simone Gold speaking for us, and she'll talk about the controversy that's going on with her and everything else that they're accusing her of, um, and her incarceration on February 18th in San Jose. If you're there, mm -hmm. come. It's free. If you're not, go to VAC.org, and you can live stream it, uh, VAC.org. Uh -huh. um, but anyway, so... So we, sh we show up with a thousand parents, right? Almost a thousand parents. Um, and a lot of parents left, so probably more than a thousand. Um, and they shut the hearing down, but now we've got two attorneys that we, uh, two of our counsels, two different companies that we work with are now filing a filing suit against them. If they, and we found out that a bunch of other school districts passed this that nobody knew about. We're filing lawsuits against them. And so you can see that this action is saying, why? Because that's a violation in that transgender thing they want the right to go into women's restrooms, mm -hmm. into girls' restrooms. They want a 16-year-old boy to say, I'm, I'm transgender today, and go and watch the girls take showers. 
at the age of 16. What 16-year-old boy is not going to be tempted to do that, want to do that? Um, and so what's going to happen is you're going to have the girl's rights are being violated. And so here's one thing that you understand. No right in any sense of the world will violate somebody else's rights. I, had a, I was having a, a discussion with a parent, and she said, my son's been asked to write a paper on the rights we have to give up to live in a civil society. I said, what kind of rights do we have to give up to live in a civil society? And the parent said, well, the teacher said it was like the right to shoot people or the right to take other people's stuff. I said, you never had that right. God never gave you the right to kill other people, yeah. to murder other people, or to take their stuff. So it wasn't the right that you had to give up. You don't give up any rights by virtue of living with us in a civil society. Now, you can choose to donate stuff, but that's not a, that's your right. It's your property. You have the right to give it away. Just as you have the right to keep it. But nobody can force you to give up your stuff. Nobody can force you to give up the rights. And that's the difference between social injustice, what they're calling it social justice, and the true justice, the true moral justice. Yeah, you have and to I know God. Talk on this, I can explain. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to know God. It wasn't lost on our founders. They, they uh, talked about all of these things come from our creator who has given these things. And so thank you for making that distinction. And it's sad that we have so many people in America that don't know that really these rights were given to us, endowed to us by our God. And Neil, thank you for the work Amen. you're doing. It's crazy how quickly this segment it's evaporated, but give us your website, how people can come and uh, find out more about what you're doing. So the two websites are VAC, that's VictorAlphaCharlie.com, so ValuesAdvocacyCouncil.com, and the other one is JesusIsInvolvedInPolitics.com. Invite me, I or Kevin will come and we'll talk about how BLM is wrong and the right solution is eBLM, every black life matters, because every life does matter, and including that, including black lives. So we will come talk about it. We'll train you. We're, in fact, we're doing a training on the 18th as well. Um, uh, we're not going to live stream it. You have to be in San Jose for it. But the DEI training, it's an anti-DEI training, but it's mm. called DEI because we'll talk, we'll talk about true diversity, true, equ true equity, and true inclusion. Uh, and equity is a bad word. So it's probably diversity. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> equity has just been misused, but we'll talk about what it really should be. Neil Momin. Um, and you can get access. Thank you thank for you. being with me today. We're out of time. Friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.